0: Welcome to Mummy and Daddy. The podcast
1: where we discuss horror movies featuring children. Because parenting can be scary. And kids are definitely creepy.
0: I'm Mummy. My name is Carol. I'm a writer, a producer, and my journey began in the church, yes, but that was a long time ago.
1: I'm Daddy. My name is Josh, and I'm a music publisher, a podcaster, and a shaman who operates on the fringes of religion and science. We are parents to a seven-year-old we call Woo, and a six-year-old we call Boo, and we love horror movies. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at MummyXDaddyPod. And remember to tell a friend about the show or leave us a review wherever you listen. We love to read them, and they help other creeps like you find the show. Is
2: there someone in here? Because my husband is a cop,
1: and he's gonna be home any minute now. <laughs> Welcome.
0: That always works.
1: It always works, especially when you're talking to a ghost who knows your <laughs> husband's dead.
0: <laughs> yeah, ghosts know. They always know who's who's a ghost.
1: Ghosts know ghosts. They can yeah. they can smell their own. I think that's accurate. Um, the creaky floorboards there sounded like our podcast. <laughs>
0: this is our podcast that's so true welcome 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 to 2024
1: and episode 67 2024 have you written it wrong yet
0: so many times
1: oh i'm batting a thousand right now gonna go ahead and toot my horn
0: wow that is so impressive um I can't I can't uh, wait to get into this Josh I'm so excited this year and this podcast I'm yes. excited
1: to get into the year dive in I'm not excited to get into the year oh I enjoyed all that
0: momentum from the holidays just just left you completely empty you had all this like wee, roller coaster like into the year like I enj-
1: oh I had a then- blast I mean I want more of it though I, oh I uh don't you want a little don't you want another week? No,
0: You're... no. no. I ex- I like the New Year energy. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm not yeah, now Christmas is put away. You know, the I feel like um I've eaten, I've drank, I've been merry, I'm, yeah. I'm ready to attack the goals. I'm ready to, you know, get in there and talk about films. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You know, I love to talk, film, you know, discuss, to critique. You want to see a film with me?
0: Actually, we did see a lot of movies. <sighs> uh, we have so much to talk about, but let's, let's 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 start with
1: how much I overate and my tummy troubles. Oh no, no let's not talk about let's that. Not, no, we're good. We're about... back. What do you got?
0: Wow. Okay. No, um, <laughs> we we sent the kids to a winter camp the week after new years yes when the school was closed but josh was off and i was off
1: and it looked like a work camp from the outside oh god yeah it was
0: <laughs> it was at a school that was yeah it's just kind of depressing really really made me as always very thankful for our school it's so like yeah school looking
1: tall chain link fence with an interior chain link fence <laughs> Dude,
0: There's a lot of a lot of concrete a lot of chain link fence um but while they the were yard yeah while they were at camp we did see some movies and that is always something i look forward to after the holidays to kind of like just i yes. don't know like have a little bit of a mini grown-up vacation we we joined the amc stubs program the a-list shout
1: out to our fellow a-listers in the audience (laughs) tell us your membership numbers (laughs) we'll add you to our entourage so we can buy tickets together
0: we didn't even we did we did a double feature one day which was great yes and we did end up watching more movies at home last week but we didn't end up maxing out our three movie per week. No, we Bang. still
1: got our money's worth. That's the most insane shit and why yeah. theaters are probably doomed. So get in there while you can. We we saw and seen two movies in one day and paying to send the kids to camp was still at worst the same expenditure
0: mm. as mm-hmm. getting
1: childcare mm-hmm. and going out yeah. at night. But we didn't. We did our daily stuff we got into some calendar stuff for the year which did eat into our killers of the flower moon in one sitting plan but that was
0: ambitious
1: it was it was it felt like the right thing if people ask who aren't listening to the podcast i still tell them we did it
2: that we got there
1: (laughs) because it was such a good plan i wanted to do it so badly
0: Uh,
1: (laughs) it was just too perfect in
0: one day isn't that enough i think so it's enough for me you're not one to lie. That's very alarming. I don't feel like... Is lying your thing for 2024? Lying's is one of my
1: resolutions. <laughs> or is it? One of us lies and one of us tells the truth.
0: <laughs> okay, so but backing up, we had a great Christmas. We had a great holiday. We had a great New Year's. Oh it my was... gosh.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. We had a great New Year's Eve. We, we went. We
0: did. We went to the Magic Castle. Oh. <sighs> Fans of The Curse of La Llorona will really appreciate that drop. Thank
1: you. Uh, It was so much fun. We did the brunch with the kids and we went with some pals. And it was just... I had so much fun.
0: Yeah, my f- at one point my face really hurt from just smiling because yeah. I was so I was just grinning at these these magic tricks, you know.
1: It's true. And the Magic Castle, for those who don't know, if you especially if you don't live in Los Angeles, it is a a members-only dinner theater club for magicians. You have to be invited by a magician to go, mm-hmm. and then they squeeze you for every penny that you're worth. <laughs>
0: uh (laughs) it's so stupidly expensive like that even the brunch which is cheaper still felt like i don't know especially like around the holidays like truly getting like just hemorrhaging money but um it was worth it it was such a fun way to like End the year, too, and.
1: and we all you have to get dressed up to go. You and they,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so, like, we got the kids back in their wedding outfits, got w- from the fall, from got one more, where
0: child marriage, <laughs>
1: child brides, <laughs> and they, um, they had a blast. They did not care about getting dressed up in the way that I thought they might, but they were, uh, and I
0: thought they'd be excited.
1: I did, I thought oh. Boo would be excited because his. Outfit is essentially a magician's outfit. I was going to say, too, that the Magic Castle occupies this, like, kitschy corner Mm -hmm. that Southern California has, like, a lock on. Mm -hmm.
0: Disneyland and everything.
1: Disneyland, the Santa Anita racetrack, Magic Castle. Like, there's a few of these places that just look like... I mean, they're just, like, they're from the 50s. (laughs) It's really the aesthetic. And it's a... um, but, But I think it's, like, such an essential part of... it. Of Southern California and obviously magicians dress like magicians. So it's like Mm. there's great people watching Mm -hmm. and it's the people on stage and they're also doing incredible stuff. It is so fun. It is just like, yeah, it's really amazing to get some close up magic happening. There were doves, there were uh, (laughs) humans, (laughs) all the good stuff. We're um,
0: gonna write a Yelp review, don't worry. Yeah. It's gonna be great. That's the title.
1: Doves and Humans and all the good stuff.
0: Yeah, that was such a that was such a fun thing. Um
1: the kids still talk about some of the tricks. Yeah. And yeah. that's all I wanted out of it.
0: Yeah. Um Aunt Vic was here. It was just a whirlwind adventure with her visiting so fun. Hiking, museums, just like hanging out at home, so nice. Um, yeah. We also, um, now this was, yeah, last weekend.
1: Last weekend,
0: <laughs> we rounded out the holiday celebrations with with, with going to a thing called Fork and Film. Oh, which how could I forget? Which is I. <laughs> it's funny I. I hadn't heard of it until a few months ago. And every time I've mentioned it, no one has heard of this. So I feel like take note for those of you who live in LA or near New York city. Um, it's basically like a speakeasy theater slash dinner club. Where, we love clubs. We're all about I mean,
1: exclusive shit in 2024.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically like they, they show a movie and they, do a paired um you know five course menu or something yes uh, with cocktails and um everything to do with the movie and um they announce the the films and release the tickets very very suddenly only via their instagram so you have to be like very fast on the draw and i happen to be um and you it, don't know the
1: movie, right? That's you, the whole thing when you buy the tickets.
0: You don't know the movie. Well, no, you buy. No, you once you th- go to the ticket website, then you right. see the movie and you have a choice if you want to buy or not. You're not like, I'm just buying these tickets. Oh,
1: OK. I think I thought it was more blind than that. No, And no, no. you, uh, but it's just that you don't know until, until the tickets are on, until you go yeah. to the ticket website. Mm-hmm. Fascinating
0: yeah and sometimes they'll hint like the next movie is princess and the frog and they were like had a little game of trying to guess it and it was pretty obvious that it was princess and the frog <laughs> princess um, and
1: a frog pictures of them
0: yeah something <laughs> like that so um but this was for home alone and uh <sighs> listeners may remember that, that was our christmas um episode last year and oh, yeah.
1: great episode
0: it was <laughs> it was a great great episode um really just a fun that was so fun like you you it's an undisclosed location until they like tell you like a few days before where it's gonna be yeah and um it was like in the basement of this hotel (laughs) downtown and it was probably like i don't know what do you think there are probably like 50 people there yeah that sounds about right yeah so it's a small thing and of course with home alone we're gonna post pictures it was so well done
1: It was. There
0: was eggnog in a little trash can with a shovel. Yep. There was obviously mac and cheese. There was a little pizza that was like in a little pizza box that instead of little Nero's pizza, it was like fork and film. So well done.
1: It was very cute. And there was, yeah, like a salad that's in a shape like a wreath and, you know, Mm -hmm. just some stuff like that. It was, yeah, it was a blast. It's very clever and very well done. Little, little
0: ice cream sundae yeah
1: i appreciated they gave you two desserts splitting up it basically split up the meal it's like act one and act two act one had a dessert and act two had a dessert yeah yeah beautiful yeah every meal should be that way
0: yeah that was so fun and we hadn't we had specifically saved watching the movie throughout the holiday season so it was nice to just get a, ho- a home alone viewing wait in there. did
1: you know did you have the tickets When did you get the tickets? Because you surprised me with this.
0: Yeah, I got them like a few days before Christmas. So, Well,
1: and see, so I didn't know until Christmas. Mm -hmm. And so I hadn't watched it by accident. Mm -hmm. And it was just by chance. Because it was a busy holiday season. It was
0: very busy. Very busy. Of, Of course, Boo turned six.
1: Boo turned six.
0: We went to Universal... That was just a really jam packed. Lots of events. Lots oh, yeah. of like. We saw w- the
1: Celtics crush the Clippers with Aunt Vic. Yeah, that was beautiful.
0: Yeah, a lot of, like I would say a staycation, but it was way more than that because we really kind of went all out. Yes. Yeah, we did. We did the things. Uh,
1: yeah, it worked out great, um, and now we're here doing the best part of it all. Well, podcasting. We
0: tried. We tried and failed. I was going to gloss
1: over it, but you're right. We can't.
0: We had such a fun time that we didn't do a very special Christmas episode that we watched a movie. We took notes. We were going to record and we just could not find the time. Um, I have
1: three pages of notes on this movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. um, all because Aunt Monica brought this movie to our, our attention and I'm so glad she did. I think we're gonna do it for I think we're gonna save it for Christmas next year because it was so insane yeah and, so he, and it
1: won't suffer from a rewatch I don't <laughs> uh, yeah
0: the film was one magic Christmas from 87? 9, 1985 85. um starring Mary Steenbergen and Harry Dean Stanton um
1: classic duo peanut <laughs> butter and jelly you
0: know? <laughs> And, uh, it's a, it's rated G, but as we all know, in 1985, that's like a, a pretty soft R. Um, <laughs> like it's not for children at all. And, um, Aunt Monica was very right to recommend this to us for the podcast. Um, and I, I really feel like we disappointed her by not doing it. And I, I'm excited to to get into it, um, Next wow. time around. But um, it's a bananas movie. And personally, I don't watch Christmas movies outside of Christmas. So I can't tell you to watch it now. But that's right. Yeah. Just it look is into it. It's streaming Get
1: excited. on Disney Plus, right?
0: Mm. Okay.
1: Isn't that how we watch it?
0: Sure. I believe you.
1: It's a Disney movie. <laughs> and it has no none of the hallmarks of a Disney movie. It's a strange, it's just like I a. Mean, Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now we can't say shit about it. It's fine. I think that's well, good. Well, it's not.
0: I, we're gonna save it. Oh, know that we failed you,
1: boy. I have a confusing note that I don't. I can't even read out loud. It, but it, it looks like I had a stroke. Um. Okay. Shocking one. Yeah. We'll get. We are. We're gonna get to it, and I'm very thankful to have my MXD notebook. That will has plenty of pages to go in it, and I will still have this very notebook handy for Christmas uh, this coming year. And so, I'll absolutely refer back to my original notes to be able to compare and contrast them.
0: You said that like we have merch, and I guess we do. We could make little notebooks for people. Oh, that'd be cute. Yeah, yeah like little film, um, like film journals, which actually. Uh, Santa brought me a film journal in my stocking this right. year. And I've been using it; it's been very handy since we have been trying to watch a lot of movies and catch up on movies. Like yeah. I'm in that still. Ha- I I kind of have been since Halloween. Just in that, like, just want to watch. I grind. Yeah, like just want to, just want to get my eyeballs drinking in those those movies.
2: It
1: feels good. It feels good to be catching up and I feel it feels like good
0: to be an A-lister. You know. You
1: said it. <laughs> I mean I didn't want to say it. I don't want to alienate any fans who aren't A-listers, who aren't in the entourage. Well, I mean
0: being an executive member at Costco as well. It's like, you know, it's going to be I'm good. not, it's- by the way.
1: <laughs> I got turned away at Costco with Carol's executive <laughs> membership card.
0: That was embarrassing.
1: Um, That was That truly was And especially when you know Because like you're caught And it's like You need an ID that you have a photo ID That matches the picture And the name on the back so I'm like You gotta be kidding me This is my wife and They're like Well it does allow for two people To be on the membership Do you, you want to just be added To the membership Or is there You know I had to be like uh, uh, I'm pretty sure I know that Her sister Who doesn't live with us Is the other person On the executive board <laughs>
0: Indeed. Yes, Aunt Donna and I still have the same last name, so we have a Costco membership together. <sighs> Rude. You're gonna have to get your own. Um
1: Okay. <laughs> we'll compare dividends.
0: <laughs> um, so it feels good. We're watching movies. Um, we watched a movie. Yes. And we want to talk about it.
1: Would you say this is your favorite movie you've seen this year? This one? Yeah. Mm
0: mm. No. Okay. I feel like... I
1: don't mean to jump the gun.
0: I feel like of the movies we've seen this year, mm-hmm. um, that Poor Things was probably my favorite. I agree. Yeah. I I kind of knew that it would be, mm-hmm. but you, but then that can set you up for failure, you know? Oh, yeah. It's your your sights like, are too high. Yorgos, he hasn't made a bad movie yet.
1: That's absolutely He's,
0: true. He's... He's amazing and he did not disappoint. Oh, it was so good. Um, I think it's really funny, the people who are like, It's so weird. I'm like, it's not <laughs> like it's I mean, if you've seen like a Terry Gilliam film, like yeah. you're not gonna be you're not gonna be like, whoa, like it's just that's true. It's just cool and really artistic. Like it's not
1: in a lot of ways, it's not everything I want in a movie. Yes, yes,
0: yes, yes. But we're not here to talk about more no. things. We are here to talk about the curse of Lyrona mm. from 2019. That's right. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Taking place in Los Angeles, 1973.
0: Indeed. Yes. Um, meant to look up if Saint Victoria's Catholic Charities was a real thing back then.
1: Oh, cool! Really, yeah, yeah, because was... like
0: it was so weird yeah. that it's like Saint Victoria's um we we had a famous victoria with us for the holidays but i don't often hear it as a saint like that's not in my catholic upbringing not really talking about saint victoria so i don't know why that i don't know maybe it's a thing oh shit wait a second
1: no never mind there is a church in compton called our lady of victory church which maybe formerly was uh Yeah, formerly St. Victoria. Hmm. That looked kind of similar to the church from the movie, but it's not it.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: That would have been cool.
0: I think before we get into this movie, we need to settle the score a bit.
1: Yo, it is time. This has been sticking in my craw for far too long.
0: (laughs) Okay, so...
1: My craw's infected with this information. (laughs) This
0: debate. So um, there the debate is whether or not this movie, The Curse of La Llorona, is part of the Conjuring universe. Now, it's very confusing. To who? Because the, I, I'm going to tell you the truth and you're not going to like it.
1: I, I, I know my <laughs> truth. I did my own research.
0: Okay. So even on the poster that... I posted for the uh, on our Instagram. It says from the producers of The Conjuring Universe. Okay, which is only half true. So there's even misinformation. Oh, my God. Okay, so
1: people don't know their ass from their elbow.
0: What I told you before we started watching was, huh? Seems like it's actually not part of The Conjuring Universe. And you were like, oh, weird. Then we watched it. And there is a scene.
1: In the first a 10 minutes of the movie.
0: Well, it's when she goes and talks to the priest. And mm-hmm. it's the priest from Annabelle. And they even put a little clip in there of... The, the movie Annabelle. The movie Annabelle, but...
1: Which is in...
0: Which is in The Conjuring Universe. But this is the thing. This is what happened. Okay? Oh, brother. So, according to the director, Michael Chavez... The confusion stemmed from a misunderstanding at the film's premiere at South by Southwest. So, apparently, they, as they introduced it out sou- at South by, they said, "Get ready for the next installment in the Conjuring universe." And then afterwards, they were like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! This is not, this is not part of the Conjuring universe." I know there's there's a reference to it in the film, mm-hmm. but. A couple things one of the producers of the conjuring universe is this guy peter saffron he was not involved in this okay even though it's james wan's production company atomic monster it was not part of it was not officially part of the conjuring universe and um. What another confusing thing is mm-hmm. that Mike, they then hired Michael Chavez to do I think the Nun 2 so they were like yeah we loved it but like it was not at all part of the Conjuring universe
1: I, I'm still going to cry foul on this this is just inaccurate they said,
0: they said that Peter Safran gave his permission for the for the priest to be linked and to have the character in mm-hmm. there like oh there's another situation with the doll
1: yeah this is that's what a universe is, I, though. I think I it's. Agree, I think they have a misunderstanding of what a just, fictional universe is. It's that they, these characters exist in the same universe. That's what a fictional universe is.
0: I mean, you. I. I see your point, but it's up to them. To decide. I don't. I don't I think, think so. I think I,
1: once you release art into the world, it's in the hands of the
2: viewers.
0: I don't know about. I mean, I. I agree with that, but not. <laughs> Not to the point where, I mean, you could also, he, they can have their opinion that it's not, it's not, wasn't their intent. But I just find that to be so odd. Why would you let, why would you let that scene be included? Why bother? And, let, right. and then just be like, no, no, no. yeah it makes You no own sense. this
1: material. And also it has no bearing whatsoever on the Conjuring, on the broader Conjuring universe. They even mention the Warrens in the movie, not by name, but they allude to them. In a similar way, when Netflix had the Defenders Marvel series of like Daredevil and the Punisher and Iron Fist and Jessica Jones. I understand. They would make allusions to the events of Mm -hmm. the Avengers movies. Mm -hmm. They would never say them by name because of copyright issues. You know, Mm -hmm. of whoever had the licenses for, you know, Disney had that shit. But. They're clearly connected beyond the fact that they're, uh, you know, it's IP yeah. all owned by Marvel. And it is because these are fictional characters who live in the same universe. And I so there are characters in common I and events th- that have happened that affect them. I think
0: what the misunderstanding is, is that what they mean is that it's not part of the franchise, but it is part of the universe. Yes. You know? Great distinction. Yeah. It's like, this isn't another Conjuring movie but it is in the universe of yeah. four, I mean I obviously agree with you but this is, I'm just you you can even put in, in a chronology
1: saying. with the other movie that's what I find ridiculous is like why wouldn't why wouldn't you just be like yeah cool this then this was happening in Los Angeles in 1973 and whatever it gives yeah a shit.
0: because it's I think because the thing that links it is the priest that it's like there's no point cuz the conjuring is all about the Warrens mhm and Annabelle and Nan and all that, you know, like the Warrens are the thing that links it. So if the priest is the, I, I agree yeah. that it's part of the universe, but I don't think you need to be like, this is a conjuring movie.
1: No, I wouldn't. It's in the same way that I would not say the Daredevil series is an Avengers movie, but I would say it's part of the broader mm-hmm. yeah. Marvel cinematic universe.
0: Yeah, It's, it's a weird thing on their part to not know that distinction
1: I wonder why. Like I know it's what really, uh, the,
0: <laughs> it's really weird. So anyway, that's uh, that's that according okay. to them. According to them, but according to us, we're in the Wrong. conjuring universe. <laughs> Oopsies. Okay. <clears throat> well, let's tell you guys, just in case you didn't watch this movie. Let's tell you what it's about. Luckily for us, ringing in twenty twenty four. We're with our old friend, Nick. <gasps> Nick's here with us. Yeah. Nick. What if Nick and Claudio are like roommates and they just are like, let's. Oh, what if they were roommates and they decided like, let's just like, re- let's summarize all the horror movies that we can on IMDb. Mm-hmm. You and take then this there one, was, I'll take that one. But then there was a rift. And then that's why they started doubling up.
1: One of them started dating somebody. <laughs> would. what if they were roommates but they weren't friends? Like they don't know each other. Like they're Craigslist roommates. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what's the what's the Brazilian version of Craig? <laughs>
1: uh, I don't know. We'll have to ask Julia.
0: Maybe it's Claudio. Oh <gasps> Claudio's list. <laughs> Okay. Do you remember there was a time back, probably like thirty episodes ago, where we were like, "Let's slut up on the IMDb jokes." Like, yeah. Let's, right. Because we
1: were doing the kind of hacky thing of like, "There's a database of movies <laughs> right. from the internet." We
0: stopped doing that, but yeah. we really dug in.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh no, we live here now. It's part of us. We are part of it. And
0: Nick and Claudio, one day. <laughs> yeah. We'll get. All right. Um, after, investi- <laughs> after investigating a puzzling case of child neglect, the- <laughs> <laughs> I'm stumped
1: by this. Okay, sorry.
0: The troubled welfare worker and widowed mother of two, Anna Tate Garcia, starts to see spine chilling visions of a weeping woman, La Llorona. As Anna delves deeper and deeper into the supernatural mystery, the malevolent entity's powerful stranglehold on her children, Samantha and Chris, tightens, leaving her no other choice but to turn to the former priest, Rafael Alvera. Now, Anna and her family find themselves embroiled in a crippling centuries-old curse. Mm. Can Anna defend her children from the curse of La <laughs>
1: <laughs> my guy with a question every time I love it
2: <laughs> no offense ma'am but what the hell does that mean
1: <laughs> a way to make the title of this movie three sentences long <laughs> you thought it couldn't get longer yeah but I like the troubled like <laughs> oh, the troubled welfare worker
0: She's troubled. Uh, the troubled welfare worker and widowed mother of two mm-hmm. is played by Linda Cardellini, who is Love from her. Freaks and Geeks mm-hmm. fame. She's been in many other things, like Dead to Me, over the years.
2: Yes.
0: She's so great. She is. I feel like she carries the movie. Oh, yes. She, she you know, if if it weren't for her, I feel like it would have been a whole different... whole different vibe like she just has a she has such a caring yeah she has a a caring vibe to her
1: unlike a lot of the other human beings in the conjuring universe she is the most human seeming like she seems like a real person who you might meet and I think a lot of the people they cast lack that Mm -hmm. character and I loved her scene when she's first confronts La Llorona in her home.
0: Mm. And it's like, what are you doing at my house? Mm-hmm.
1: It's a great freak out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really confrontational with a ghost.
1: Yeah, which I appreciate. I guess Got she doesn't bat.
0: know it's a ghost at first, but...
1: I think she does.
0: Yeah. Um, Josh, did this movie scare you?
1: Oh, not for a fucking second. <laughs> It was not scary. Not a scary movie. Yeah. Turns out. Um. No. No. Did
0: it scare you? No, it didn't scare me. Um, but I had fun watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. It was still fun, and I still appreciated it. But I, I feel like it, um, could be a good. You know, we say this a lot on the show of like entry point horror movies. Like yes. this might scare the shit out of you when you're in like junior high or high school. You yes. know, like it, it could because it's a lot of jump scares. Um, yes. and, the, and the makeup is is great, and it's not. Um, I didn't think it was too. Like I thought the um the kind of like act two part two parts were pretty nonstop. So I feel like in that way What does that mean? It's like when they're in the house and they've they've they're now with the shaman. Mm-hmm. The guy from Alien.
1: Yes, who operates on the edge of religion and science.
0: Yes. Um, and they're fighting they're fighting La Llorona in the house. It just like kind of keeps going and going. Like I I feel like most movies would have pivoted away from that night but it's yeah there's like a lot of action there that's true yeah
1: yeah it is like a big uh, it could have been like one big set piece really Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
0: yeah um so anyway yeah um what do you think was the best parenting (laughs)
1: um good question i was trying to find some details about the rating of this movie because it is rated r and i cannot remember why for the life of me
0: maybe just like the child abuse yeah like i don't
1: know i don't know but like isn't criminal minds like exclusively abuse and shit i just feel or like a lot of those procedural cop shows are like
0: i don't i don't know i don't know why it would be rated r and
1: then she drowned her two kids and stabbed them and then she drowned herself you know
0: i don't know i don't know
1: Huh. Uh, okay, uh, what would you ask me? The best parenting moment?
0: Yeah, what's the best parenting moment? of? Or do we usually go best no, no, or worst? No, no, best first, yeah. yeah.
1: Um. I feel this feels hacky for me now because I feel like I've said it a bunch of times for other movies, but uh, I thought the best parenting moment was believing her son when he talked about, when he first brought up that he was seeing La Llorona.
0: That's what I said, too. <gasps> but I also feel like it's a bit of a cop out because she at that point had already seen yes, the ghost. That's also what I was thinking. Yeah. It's like and also judging. OK, so a lot of the parenting moments with her and her children. um, It it's you know this is 1973 so best and worst parenting moments you're kind of you know i was kind of thinking like oh style of the times like what you know like uh-huh. you're not kind of you're you're judging on a different scale i think yeah um but you know what another good parenting moment was that i just no. thought of is the um the mom in the child neglect case that she looks into um oh
1: in the intro to this movie
0: no, 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 no. The intro is the the story of La Llorona, like right. I'm actually... sorry,
1: I'm sorry. The first, but the in the first few minutes of the movie, we meet the, the mom who's locked her kids in the closet. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of a great parenting move because she was trying to protect her kids from La Llorona.
1: What was actually locking the kids in the closet? Yeah, you're saying. Boy, I don't know.
0: I mean, it's not going to help them really in the end. La Llorona doesn't care about a locked door, but she was. Dude and they're like
1: in a closet with a bunch of lit candles.
0: Well, because the light keeps her away, or something. I don't
1: know. It Didn't work super well in the big house. I don't know. It wasn't. She can uh, also
0: blow out candles.
1: Yeah, we've. <laughs> yeah, the shaman. I don't know if the shaman ever really met La Llorona before that night.
0: No, but he did go to that apartment and get like the sanctified tears aka anti-venom
1: oh yeah that's true he did um yeah interesting but yeah there weren't a lot of like obvious parenting moments but she does seem like a pretty uh loving mom uh and she seems to care a lot about her kids and
0: the I first mom both of them
1: they're, yeah they're both yeah they're both yeah. loving moms
0: do you i, I asked no bad you,
1: parents in this movie other than la Yorona.
0: Well, the cop could have been a bad dad. We don't know that.
1: He wasn't in the movie.
0: Just his just his photo. That's right. Three framed photos of him. That's right. Um, the first mom, though, with the kids in the closet, I asked you if you recognized her. You did. Did you? You don't look her up now. Don't look her up now. I'll tell you who it is. It's Mummy and Daddy's.
1: Totally awesome. Where are they now?
0: Well, I don't know where she is now, but... Oh, okay. Like t- 15 years ago, she mm-hmm. was Marta on Arrested Development. Oh,
1: my God.
0: Yep. I recognize her. Great pull. Yeah.
1: That's incredible. Yep. Well, good for her. Keeping it going. Yeah.
0: <laughs> good for you, Marta. She's
1: working. Um, <laughs> she also
0: looked a lot different. They really made yeah. her look cuckoo.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really haggard because like she'd been... Yeah. up uh, for God knows wh- how long trying to fend off La Llorona. And...
0: Yeah. Should we tell the listeners what the curse of La Llorona is?
1: That's a, I was wondering that myself. I'm glad you asked. This is from the words of Father Garcia. Oh, Perez? Perez? Sorry. She... Claudio, help us. Or Nick, help us out.
0: It's Father Perez.
2: Father Perez. The weeping woman she was known for her beauty. The most beautiful woman in that part of Mexico. Then one day, a rich and handsome ranchero rode into her village. <laughs> she set her sights on him. The marriage was splendid. They had two beautiful children whom they treasure. But then, after a time, she discovered him in the arms of a younger woman what did she do? She took from him what was most priceless. She murdered their children. In a fit of jealous rage, she drowned them in the river. After she realized what she had done, she was consumed by guilt. She threw herself into those same waters. And is cursed to roam the Earth, searching for children to take their place. Children are told to behave. Listen to their elders. La Llorona will come and steal them away. Boom.
1: Um
0: a sad tale.
1: A sad tale.
0: Ah, so yeah. La Llorona. Not a great mom. <laughs> <laughs> not great.
1: Not great. I and also not great for me personally is all the child drowning in this movie yeah but i guess it's part of the story yeah you got to expect it yeah and there's a few other la Yorona movies out there um that have already been made and (laughs) they've been produced no big deal (laughs) um so i have to imagine that also is pretty front and center in those yeah that's the
0: curse That's the one.
1: Yeah. The curse is for me to have to keep watching.
0: (laughs) Besides La Llorona herself, what's the worst parenting moment? The moment. What's the... The (laughs) worst
1: parenting moment is certainly leaving the kids in the car and bringing them to the job i
0: see but this is what i was thinking of with the 70s like that kind of thing in this movie where you're like oh yeah kids were just alone a lot
1: no i think that this version in the 70s i think even as a single mom in the 70s if this is a regular part of your beat that you might have to you know you could get called out of the house at all hours of the night yeah yeah for various to you know various probably check-ins. not
0: that often.
1: That's true, but they did have her go down there. I just feel like if it's even a yeah. if it's even a whatever this happens quarterly for you at work mm-hmm. that
0: a neighbor comes over. You're
1: a, you're a caseworker. You know you're like a welfare a child welfare caseworker in Los Angeles in the 70s. I think you probably are being called in to some situations outside of business hours. And I would just think you'd have a neighbor. There'd be somebody where, and then I think we might, this would be then a discussion about like, is that person trustworthy? And those kinds of things that we get into as modern parents. And then you would say style of the times to that. But I think bringing your kids to a crime scene and you know there's murdered children at the crime scene. No, and then so leaving great. them in the car, all that feels bad. That feels dangerous. Like I don't think you would, uh, and you also don't want them to see that necessarily. Um, they just lost their father. Like all of it seems bad. And it feels like you would have this shit buttoned up to some degree to at least be like, uh, you know, normally I would just call the neighbor to come over and hang out in the living room while you're here. Or even just tell them that I'm leaving and leave you sleeping in your rooms or something. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Probably you'd call like... <laughs> You just dump them at a neighbor's house or something. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah. even a teenager would come over and watch them. You know, like yeah. that's kind somebody
1: of... from the office or the station would come down and whatever. Yeah, you know.
0: Um, but did you? I guess this could be an interview with a vampire. parent. <gasps>
2: Can I ask you something? Certainly. Who gives a fuck what you think? <laughs>
0: Did you did your parents ever lock you in the car and just tell you to stay put when you were a kid?
1: Yeah. I think so.
0: Mhm. Yeah. All the time.
1: Yeah. I think that that happened quite a lot, you know. Yeah. But
0: I I'm mean r- I'm running into the store, you guys stay here.
1: Yes. For yes. I think <laughs> that's it.
0: Doesn't happen anymore.
1: No. Not on that scale. No. You know, there are things where I'm like, hey, I'm going to put this in the mailbox. You're staying in the car. (laughs) There's, you know, or like, I'm just. But
0: you're not going through another door.
1: No, that's true. Right.
0: Just does not happen anymore. And it's, it's crazy how, like, with all these things, and I'm certainly, you know, on this side of it, too, but like all the studies show that like the world is safer for kids than it was when we were kids. Yes. So the fact that we don't do any of this stuff, is it like, is that why it's safer or,
1: <laughs> or are we like hampering ourselves and we could just be leaving the kids chilling in the car?
0: Yeah. For I mean, a second. I think about it all the time with like how mm. premeditated something would have to be, you know, mm. for there to be any kind of danger with like, kidnapping first of all kidnapping is right way way uh less frequent than you think you know as a parent i mean as a parent you're always thinking of like someone's gonna grab my kid you know or like um something like that um but it is not in fact something that you should probably ever be worried about um and then yeah like um yeah just and also that
1: nobody would do anything about it like feels less likely now even though i do feel like there's a little for instance we're not super tight with our neighbors Mm -hmm. but i think if your worst fear of somebody coming around the corner and like snatching one of our kids or something while they're in the front yard Mm -hmm. also seems pretty crazy that like certainly our neighbors know us and would know that like wait a second i just saw a thing like there's enough activity in the neighborhood or like outside the school you know something Mm -hmm. like that yeah like i remember last year when boo was at a different school but you would go to pick up woo at the gate and you'd get out of your car and go to the gate and sign them out but then they'd come out still when it was still that period of time I remember sometimes when it was hot I'm like I'm leaving Woo I'm leaving Boo in the car while I go to do this. And right. so it's like he'd be out of my line of sight, but I'm like it would be insane if somebody but I'm still thinking about it. Yeah. Like if somebody You know somebody why you're thinking about it? Open the door and
0: ran off with him. I'll tell you the number one reason why you're why? thinking about it. <laughs> Runaway train never going back. Mm. Wrong way on a one way track. Seems like that mom just got her baby stolen out of the baby carriage when she wasn't looking. <laughs> that video. Uh, that video and that... All of those kids in that video. That's why... That's why we're all fucked up. That's you're why.
1: blaming Soul Asylum
0: for this? Yes. I mean, that's why I think about kidnappings all the time, I think. Really? That video josh is it not seared in your brain no oh it is i just think about the milk
1: carton images from the video i don't think about any of the other narrative structure of it
0: oh my god i can shot for shot like picture in my brain the part where the this woman steals a baby out of the other woman's baby carriage and and she's running that is insane i don't remember
1: that at all
0: (laughs) wow yeah
1: no i guess for me it's some other reason that will remain unknown but i'm glad you figured it out for you that's an important step
0: i think i think that video did a number on a lot of us moms clearly not dads nah dog Um, we encouraged
1: it at the time yeah we used to gamble on
0: that (laughs) (laughs) but uh I don't, I felt like her bring, yes, it was bad to bring them to the crime scene. Yes. Not. Yeah. <laughs> not good. But at the same time, y- you're surrounded by a bunch of cops, you know, like what's going to happen?
1: They were like up the road and you're like under an overpass. I'm saying nah,
0: dog. I don't think it's you a great idea. You would have done it though,
1: you're saying. You would have well, left them in the car.
0: Um... I wouldn't have brought them, but I, I I was thinking about that moment and I was thinking about how she just had to do what she had to do. And at the time in the 70s, it wouldn't have been even looked twice at, you know? And honestly, Not that
1: it wouldn't be looked twice at. I mean, I'm not honestly, worried about the optics.
0: They're not in danger. It was the idiot kid getting out of the car.
1: And sneaking around under the underpass.
0: And sneaking around under the underpass, so that's kind of his own fault.
1: All right. He got what was coming to him. (laughs) I stand corrected. What was your worst parenting moment (laughs) This is
0: really a fable. This is a fable. Yeah, uh, a folktale. This story. Yeah, but folktales, they're not the same as like the moral of the story. That's true. They do come with a warning, though. Always. Um. Mine was that she didn't notice that he had this giant burn on his arm for a while. Yes. It was a long time.
1: And you would notice it in fucking two seconds. Two
0: seconds. Like
1: And she's an observant mom. That's what I mean. Like she is a she's an engaged parent. Yeah. With their lives. Even as busy as she is and as latchkey as these kids might be. And that would even be extra? Why? You'd be like, yeah. you probably come home every day and kind of like give your kids like a once over, like yeah. just be like, what's going on with you bodily?
0: Right. Yeah. I thought it was a little weird that like, well, I I thought it was good that when the that y'all uh Liarina sh- throws the kid down the stairs and he actually gets hurt, mm-hmm. and they take him to the hospital. I felt like that was a good moment of like people do get hurt in these. Like, you can't just get tossed around. Like yeah. of course at the end there's a lot of tossing around. And they're fine. But um, I thought it was weird that like immediately the caseworkers come to the house to be like, well, now we have to check up on you. Yeah. You know? um, that was kind of silly.
1: It was. But yeah, I mean, an essential piece of it. You would have liked another beat in between there, though, before I she's getting investigated.
0: Yeah. I want to uh, know what
1: the beef is with her and the other woman who she works with. They just kind of hit that right off right at the jump there. And she's like, "People like me? What is that supposed to mean?"
0: I don't know. People with
1: living husbands—that <laughs> <laughs> kind of energy. At least I have a husband. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but you know, it was it, yeah, the yeah. The parenting was there. There weren't too many like, I don't know. There weren't too many instances to pull from. to to really gauge the badness or goodness of it. But this is kind of a trap of these, uh, what I'll probably call Conjuring Universe movies, is that
2: (laughs) I I think
1: they don't even, uh, they don't do a great job of reminding you where and when you are. Like, you can't just be like, Los Angeles, 1973, here's Curtis Mayfield, and then there's like no other 70s music for the rest of the movie, or like, Mm. just because like, we got the big, Furniture TV and Scooby-Doo is on. Like
0: mm-hmm. Big, giant TV dinners happening.
1: Big, giant TV dinners. Yes. Like, massive. That's what's up. Those are root foil. Yeah, those I were... I love those.
0: Yeah, we did eat those as kids. I was yeah.
1: looking at that and I'm like, man, I used to just... I love just like hot garbage. <laughs> I love Just it. like
0: your son, Boo, who yes. loves school lunch. I was... <laughs> I th-
1: I, exactly what I was thinking about. He loves school lunch. He's, he'll eat it all. He won't eat the impossible chicken nuggets that we made for him at home he loves the school chicken nuggets and oh, God. he feasts on all this shit he's eating he hates barbecue like as a flavor but he eats like the school mcrib <laughs> 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 makes no sense he was
0: so thrilled when it was on the menu yes like no. oh, i love that I'm like you haven't had that level of enthusiasm <laughs> for like one thing
1: yeah save sushi that would be about it.
0: Yeah. Hot garbage. Yep. It
1: runs in his veins.
0: <laughs>
1: all right, should we rate this thing? Let's rate it. Boy. We're keeping this short and sweet. We're getting in and out. We know you all have a lot of stuff to do this year. You got a lot of resolutions to tick off the old list. A lot of emails to fire off. <laughs> Carol. <clears throat> How many vials of ectoplasmic goop do you give the movie La Yorona 2019?
0: Out of? You always forget.
1: I always forget how many do it. I get so excited about my little thing I wrote down or thought of in the moment as sometimes happens. Um Uh, What's a fun number? I feel like those boxes that the vials come in in like big science movies, Mm -hmm. I think it's 12. I think it's a dozen vials in a thing.
0: Okay. Um, I'll give it... I'll give it uh, five out of 12. All right. Yeah. It's like six seemed like Too much, and even though that's kind of sad, kind (laughs) of sad. It's, I I didn't mind this movie. I had fun watching it. I liked, I really liked everyone in it. I liked the setting. I liked that the house, like, while it was this, like, very, um, a very dark craftsman yeah much like the insidious house
1: i think say so, like our house
0: much like our house <laughs> very dark inside that no, was massive i mean her house is fine but yeah their huge, house is dope huge house um even though it was i thought it was way more like lived in and believable and just like it didn't feel like you know i know you're saying like yeah you, like there wasn't a ton of like table setting for it being the 70s but like i didn't i don't want that i'm fine with that that's true i'm fine i, with I just even kind of like take
1: a, that back a little bit with this movie i do yeah. feel like there's uh, there is like enough i think other than like it's kind of hard to give to be just give things like an authentic yeah. sheen of yeah. a time and place
0: yeah it was like i'm i'm here i'm in the 70s i'm i'm pre-technology it's mm-hmm. fine um but, uh, but yeah, I just didn't, it didn't scare me or, you know, I, I can't really recommend it to anybody that is like a serious horror person. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. My, my friend Lou recommended this. Although I think just for the parenting stuff, probably. I
1: think that's right.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was fine. What did you, how many vials of, Ectoplasmic goop out of 12 did you give?
1: I'm giving it three.
0: Oh, starting off the year like that.
1: Yeah. Wow. I, I think I could have even gone lower, other if not. But that... Uh, but I, I... Especially knowing that it's not part of the Conjuring universe. <laughs> um, I just felt like it was... I, I agree with everything that you said. I kind of had a moment watching it, even though, again, it was... Perfectly pleasant to watch But it was not scary I thought the La Llorona creature was terrible I didn't think it looked very good mm. And I did appreciate that there is a, a woman playing La Llorona Like that it was like a person And not just like a CGI mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, wedding dress That was attacking them or something But um, it didn't look great And I kind of was like Do I... I- I don't know if I ever need to see another movie like this. You know, or of just like a Well, get ready. I know we're gonna watch ten thousand more. But it it just kinda had this like there's nothing new about yeah. this movie. There's nothing. Yeah. I, I think that was it for me. It just felt extremely uninventive. And so then to also have like a deeply unscary monster and um I I you know, and I don't know if I um Raphael the Raymond the, Cruz. The, sh- the Shaman. Yeah, Raymond Cruz. I don't I didn't love him in it either. I mm-hmm. didn't think I didn't like his energy as like the you know, the monosyllabic uh cool customer who's like you know, it's like an early Schwarzenegger angle or something he's trying to put on this character and I just don't think it worked for mm-hmm. what he's doing. It's one thing like who is he? You know what I'm saying. Who is and like why would he do this? If, if or if it's like, well, I don't like to get close to people. Like, give me some justification. Uh, you know, you lost your sister to La Yorona. You're the last. I don't know. Like, even that be that'd be sweet. Then to see like how did he get away or something. You know, oh, yeah. and that's why he's doing it. That'd be cool. Sequel pitch. Yeah. Um
0: I didn't know if it was like I don't know. I was wondering what this like culturally if this is like offensive or not (laughs) you know i'm like is this i want i don't know it feels like the um Mm -hmm. the director is latino maybe i don't i don't even know um yeah i'm not sure but i and it's not like he has to be i'm just i was just curious of like is this you know, a great comparison is the Hussara Bone Woman movie felt so, it f- felt really authentic. And like, yeah, you're talking about like the people on the fringes of some of of religion, but it's not, it didn't feel like, oh, we're making them, I don't know, like, characters of themselves where like this shaman guy kind of did yeah
1: we you know (laughs) how i think everyone knows how we feel about those particular like stereotypes in the you know and though i mean there is there is some element of like truth to those you know where like santeria and other elements of you know especially like latin Uh, Catholicism that is, you know, Latin American Catholicism that is like a mix that does mix some more kind of supernatural and magical elements with Mm
2: -hmm.
1: uh, the catechism. But I do find that uh, this is not, I don't know. Yeah, just I I didn't find anything nothing stood out to me about this movie and there's nothing I'll remember from it you know
0: there were just some certain things too with the religious aspect that I'm like what is this movie like this some of the lines kind of sounded like a joke like the one I think this is from the shaman guy from Mm -hmm. Raphael he's like you don't have to be religious to have faith I was like what yeah (laughs) or like there was this whole thing about like smudging this sure so it's basically like saging a person to like remove i got it.
2: you hold on a second he's a curandero the ritual is called smudging it's supposed to rid the body of any negativity that may have attached itself to it during times of great stress do you believe it works hmm. what does it matter what i believe it's what they believe
0: Okay. Like,
2: like uh, Cool. You you're a
0: priest. Like I don't know. It is
1: I guess it is a Oaxacan uh tradition.
0: Sure, but what he but, says about it is like Yeah. What it like doesn't matter what I believe. It's like Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like so then it only matters if you believe it if it works so then what (laughs) like that that doesn't make any sense it's just kind of silly it was kind of silly where like to me if you're doing the religious horror movie thing like you you gotta do it right yeah you you kind of
1: you do want the shaman who's operating on the fringes of science and religion where he you want him to say like um you have to go talk to this guy. Like there is, they touch on it for half a second when she rejects the offering of the conjuring universe's favorite Warrens, you know, it's like, well, we could, uh, we could petition the church to send some people who could help you. He's talking about right. the Warrens very clearly <laughs> and explicitly. And <laughs> but, but not, uh, and he says, oh, but it'll take weeks. She's like, we, mm-hmm. we don't have weeks. Right. It it's like, well, you know, we can go local and there's this option. Um, there's this guy he's in the right here (laughs) He's right he's right here outside the church right now um but i think that they you did sort of miss an opportunity to say like we need to go kind of like like the church won't recognize or this not only that it takes them a long time to approve this they just sound like it's a bureaucratic issue to get through rather than like you know the cardinal won't authorize this. It's too on the fringes. Right. You, it's like, you, this is going to go. this is gonna
0: take too much time. And then it's like, okay, how about... And this? they don't
1: dabble in this shit. This is too far gone. This is too evil. Or this is too, uh, you know, outside of...
0: Or you say, well, you could use this guy, but it's risky because... Yes. He, you know, he's had some failures in the past. Or yeah. Or he requires like, oh, it's like this much money. Or like, you actually need to give him a bone from your dead you gotta husband's body. You got to pay the price, right? <laughs> you have to like he's or like he's so he's so hard to deal with because he's
1: he's a real tough customer, this guy. <laughs>
0: no. Not so hard. I just mean like he
1: he's super rude. <laughs> I
0: don't know. I just mean like he's, you know, out of he's out of our He's out of our depth. Like, we don't, we can't mm-hmm. relate to this guy. He's, you know, he's on another planet kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. But it's like, why wouldn't you just, why wouldn't you have just sent her to the to him to begin with? You right. know? Yeah. So.
1: It's strange. Yeah. I And also, like, not everything has to have, like, a, a love interest in it. But, like, did you find it weird that, like, Linda Cardellini does not, like, hook up with detective cooper is his name the the like yeah. the black detective who I, comes over the house I'm and like, they have I this didn't. like this like nice dinner and the hands are a file of paperwork
0: they're they work together i don't know i think he just cares about her because he was like was it her husband's partner or something it, you know
1: could be and I, again, I think something that could have played up in this movie if it was good.
0: Right. But like, I don't need a romantic thing. You on know, doesn't, it, well, that's,
1: it doesn't have to be romantic. But then if you explain like, why is he in your house then? Like he doesn't, what's he doing over here for dinner? I
0: did think he was trying to make a move, but. Yeah. But then in the next scene, he's like doing the welfare check <laughs> on her.
1: And it's like, I'm sorry, but this has to happen right now. Yeah. It was weird.
0: Yeah. It was weird. It was a weird movie yeah weird movie what do you think about the kids out of uh
1: wait you're forgetting the part the the fun thing and you're going straight to the out of how many
0: i was gonna tell you this. thing okay <laughs> um see yeah i kind of had the same thing but I have sanctified tears of La Llorona, right. a.k.a. anti-venom.
1: Ooh, we is, really did just click on the same.
0: Which is Because there, were, there weren't a lot of things. I could say TV dinners. There just weren't a lot of things. Love those TV dinners. You know? Yeah. Like, there's not a lot of other stuff in this movie. That's like, true. it really is just, this is what happens with La Llorona, and this is what happens with her next, and this is what happens with her next. You know, like, there's yep. not... I could say um, I mean
1: I love TV dinners. I also love the first thing you said.
0: Like massive 10, 12, maybe even 15 feet deep swimming pools. Like
1: massive 10, 12, 15. You know what? I saw a house <laughs> It was
0: so deep. Why was
1: it so I saw deep? a house listing that included that had a swimming pool that was from that was extra deep because it was used to belong to a scuba diving instructor.
0: Hmm. Okay, I buy it.
1: So maybe that's let's what's happening it. here. Yeah, let's buy it. Okay, great. <laughs> and this is Jacques Cousteau's many, LA home.
0: How many 15 foot deep swimming pools do you give the children, Samantha and Chris, mm. of this movie? The Curse of La Llorona. Out of? <laughs> <laughs> Out of, let's see. 15? Six. That's the number of kids in this movie. Okay. Because there's I, the two in the beginning. I like the two, the two in, in, the in the beginning
1: middle. best of all. You like them? I did. It was mm. super, what, the scene of them in the uh, charity, in the St. Victoria's oh. Catholic Charity, him and his little long johns, like cutie patootie and really just like. You know, you felt the like the childlike nature of the situation they're in, where he's like, I'm gonna just keep following my brother, keep following him down this hallway. Brother's doing a great job of being, oh. you know, creepy and out there. And uh I thought they did great. And um the gar the Garcia children did well also. I just didn't care about them as much. If I'm being real. Um, so out of six, I'll give them five out of six. That's They're Im- nice. Imperfect children. That's How about really you?
0: Nice. Um,
1: I got to go four out of six. What am I saying? It's too many. The two kids in the beginning should almost get a different rating. <laughs> the, the Garcia kids are bringing them down.
0: That's okay. You can say four. Four. I'll How say, about you? I'll say of... five. Five's a perfect <sighs> score. Oh, my Ah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you got me again.
0: No, I mean, honestly, yeah. I'm ind- I'm indifferent, which is worse. But, yeah, they don't... <sighs> you kind of talked me into liking this movie less as we've talked. Because as, as I was watching it, I wasn't scared by it, but I was like, that's fun.
1: Yeah, it's a movie.
0: It's a movie. It's a
1: fun... They completed the
0: task. But now I'm like, ooh, this was a bad, not bad, but like, there are worse movies like this. But man, it's just Linda. Linda's just carrying the movie. Like, I really feel like. Really? If absolutely. It... Yeah. She just has so much heart. Mm-hmm. So much heart. It's true. And also, can I just say one thing about the ending? Sure. That was very unsatisfying when they stabbed the ghost with the crucifix,
1: right that was like never all of a sudden vampire rules apply. fuck that that is so dumb
0: now I was like just stab a ghost in my yeah house. like the,
1: and especially uh that Raphael wasn't like, oh, well that's I never knew that would work, you know <laughs> never commented on it
0: why would th- why would that work?
1: And also, because then why wouldn't you just line up a bunch of, he already used the family as bait, supposedly, but then like, why wouldn't you use the family as bait, but surround them with sharp crucifixes?
0: Also, of course, you're quote unquote, using the fa- the family as bait. That whole thing was so dumb. It was, uh, like, it was
1: again to show that he,
0: he'll oh, do anything
1: to get the job done. Yeah. But it it's but like, like, who gives a want. shit? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's why you're here. Like, why else would... Yeah. We don't want you to hang out. Like again, there's nothing fun and romantic about their relationship or interesting. They don't doesn't want to be the kids don't want to be around him. She doesn't want to be around him. He doesn't want to be around them. So like, yeah, yeah. who cares what your vibe is? <laughs>
0: That's silly. I thought it would be cool if they had if they stabbed her while she was like in her human form. Remember when she was like
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they she like kind of
0: she got the amulet from her and the (laughs) the amulet should have
1: done something right It should have been like oh she needs that or without that she's vulnerable or yeah yeah, exactly it's an artifact that we know about or i don't know it would have been
0: cool if like oh no because she's in human form she doesn't have her amulet and the kid stabs her and it's like vengeance, vengeance for, for the, the kids. kids. Love that. See?
1: We got this. See, we got this.
0: I guess there's going to be another La Llorona movie. Yeah. Because...
1: <laughs> it's common.
0: <laughs> well, at least we have ideas. You know, I, I don't like it when people are just hating on movies without any like suggestions of how to make That's it That's true.
1: I'm not trying to just say it's because I, I do agree that it was fun. And like if you're going to watch it.
0: Yeah. Go sure. off.
1: Go off. I hope you watched it already. You know, we want you to watch these movies and
0: go be along here. with us. Be here with us.
1: And if you liked it, I also want to. I think I hope listeners know that because we do tend to hate. Um, and I, I want to say that I hope you'll share with us. Don't be afraid of us. That if you liked something. There's probably other listeners out there who also liked it. If you like something, if you disagree with one of our takes and you even just want to say, like, I liked it because I, you know, for whatever reason, I'm not going to assume. I
0: I feel like with horror movies, especially Mm -hmm. almost more than any other kind of movie, it so much depends on the mood I'm in. Yes. You know, like. And one
1: of the jump scares at the beginning did get me. I did get like Mm. a little, little,
0: little
1: jolt. That was
0: nice. Yeah. And it was beautifully, beautifully shot. And like, I loved the tone of the movie. Like, it wasn't a bad movie. It just, it deserved a better, it deserved, it deserved some, some better plot. The holes being filled there you know because mm-hmm. everything else about it was really hidden
1: it's true i one of these many movies where i feel like some simple fixes would have really like yeah. catapulted it from i think horror is tough like that too because it's because of the genre rules of all of it I you could probably find another movie we've covered or 10 other movies we've covered that are similar in Plot That I've been like, that's the best movie I've ever seen. And so like to say that I don't want to see another one of these movies is crazy because it's clearly just that this one was like a nothing movie f- for me. And it mm-hmm. wasn't, it just wasn't like hitting in the same way. Mm-hmm. I think especially after seeing, you know, like after watching Hoysera the Bone Woman and just seeing like this awesome, like Mexican folktale movie. Of mm-hmm. horror come to life to then watch this, and it feels like, oh, this is like this lame. <laughs> like, it just felt like, oh, this isn't as exciting. This is just another movie about like a trapped ghost who wants vengeance. I don't, it's just not like, yeah. uh It wasn't hitting the same at yeah. all visually, yeah, or like I, you know,
0: a trapped spirit that wants vengeance mm-hmm. isn't enough. Mm-hmm. The Conjuring 2, not enough, you know, yeah. like. It's it's just not enough to like and then you have something like the orphanage where you're like, Oh my god, this is a trap spirit that wants vengeance, but it's so fucking sad. Yeah. That's and enough. Beautiful and scary. Yeah. At least on the first watching. And there's just other movies that it's like, no, there's nothing there's no other thing to it. Like there's no other I don't I'm not feeling anything else here. Mm-hmm. So there's no the stakes are so low true for me anyway
1: yeah
0: yeah just I a little peek behind the curtain of why we say the horrible things that we say
1: <laughs> but let us know what you're feeling about these movies and as always if you have suggestions <gasps> you feel free to send them to us
0: please please oh wait i do want to say yeah. one thing we did get a a nice little um letter in our mailbox and I want to read that from a listener go ahead um, I'll allow it who is not a creep now and forever will remain not a creep I thought um, creeps
1: were also our listeners
0: no this person is a creep you're right no I just mean like because they got in, in touch
1: oh got fair in touch. yes
0: is most of the creeps who listen to the show
1: that's true silent creeps those are the creepiest creeps of all
0: yeah <laughs> Well, this one wrote in and just wanted to say my husband and I listened to your Nightmare on Elm Street episode on our way to Palm Springs for New Year's and we were inspired to watch the first one. We haven't seen it in decades and it's delicious and fun and the practical effects are out of this world. Um, It's literally how we rang in the new year. So thank you for the inspo. It's now my goal to rewatch all of them. Freddy is and is still and will always be my favorite 80s horror villain. Um, It triggered one of all those core memories watching it as a kid. What was wrong with our parents in the 80s? My husband said he saw it at a kinder sleepover and started peeing Mm. his bed for a year.
1: A kindergarten sleepover.
0: Where are the parents?
1: Where are your parents?
0: Boy. I watched so many things that I shouldn't have specifically, as I've, as I've said many times, Children of the Corn watched that a lot, maybe not in kindergarten, mm-hmm. but like I would, I saw so much stuff just because I was the youngest. And nobody cared. I just oh, watched yeah. whatever.
1: I was telling um, Victoria this while she was visiting. I distinctly remember when my parents around the age, when I was around the age of nine or 10 went to. A seminar or a series called Active Parenting and when they came back from it I couldn't see R-rated movies anymore (laughs) (laughs) I was so pissed I'll never forget it or forgive them and I think that it's insane to think back now that means I'd watched a bunch of R-rated movies at that by the time I was nine that I had to sneak to watch Terminator 2 yeah And that was so, you know, like that's the time period we're talking about. And
0: do you remember the feeling of seeing something that you know you shouldn't be seeing? Do you remember? I remember when I was watching like, yeah, just like really gory stuff, really like sexual stuff, where I'm like, oh my God, I know that I shouldn't be watching this and having that like exhilaration. Yeah, such a rush. (laughs) Love it. Yeah, active parenting. Well,
1: <laughs> boy,
0: <laughs> you got actively parented.
1: I did, but you know what? Still, there's still, look, there's still just one piece of parenting advice that I can pass on.
0: <laughs> what is it?
1: Don't be a creep, get in touch. You can email us at mummyxdeddy@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at MummyXDeddyPod. You can visit us on the internet for show notes and more at mummyxdeddy.com.
0: And if you like what you hear, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And hey, tell a friend. Our theme music is by Kyle Andrews. Our logo was designed by Dara Weinberg. Maggie Spaulding is filling up both our wine glasses to the brim.
1: Bye! Bye.
2: And if they believe in that, then surely they believe in this. You're so it's a folk tale. To some.